works very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in Tom and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Good evening and welcome along to Sports Beat Extra. I'm Andy and here's what's coming up on today's show. Coming up a little bit later, I've got some bizarre footy facts for you and also a new segment, Sport on Screen, on Sunday where I'll be able to give you the full rundown of sport on the box and on the streaming services tomorrow. But first, it's a busy weekend for the local GEA clubs in provincial finals and one of those clubs is Gus Run O'Rahilly's Ladies Football who will compete in the Leinster Junior Football Final against Walterstown of Meath in Athai at 1pm tomorrow Sunday. The Ladies Football Club played its first game way back in 1978 against fellow Wexford side Ballyhogue but the women of 2023 will be hoping tomorrow is their biggest win yet. Sports Beat Extra Beat 102-103 So Ashton, you've been banging on the door of senior football in Wexford on several occasions over the last number of years. How good was it to get over the line in the intermediate final? Yeah, it's um, it's been tough over the last few years, like I suppose making it to the finals and then losing out by a couple of points and some of them obviously we didn't perform but this year like last year we brought it to a replay, this year we brought it to a replay again but look we performed and uh the second replay, so um, yeah, um, it's just it's amazing feeling to be playing senior. It's where we should be. And was there any doubt in your minds after you drew the first game against Ballydove Tira, or would just make you more determined to get over the line this time? I think um, we probably underperformed. We didn't do ourselves justice in the first occasion. Um, but then look at we, you know, we'd not to lose. We wanted to go out and win, and we put our minds to it and did the business the next day so once the county final celebrations had died down the focus obviously turned to the Leinster campaign and what was the approach to the Leinster campaign you get some clubs maybe think we have the county title in the bag doesn't really matter from here or I suppose in the last few years a lot of the Westwood clubs have done well in Leinster so was it a target for you to drive on Oh well, of course, yeah. Um, winning the final like was was main priority, and then, and after that, then was a bonus. Look, we didn't have much of much time, think so. Um, we had to turn around, play again on Saturday. Um, look, we done ourselves like hugely proud of the whole team performance. Um, we played really well um, in tough conditions, and we were tired. Like bodies were tired, um, and got the win again. So yeah, it was unbelievable. So Kira Carberry got off to a cracking start in that last 16 game. They went three points to nil up after six minutes, but then you had an unbelievable response to go in 2-5 to five points up at half time. Did that give you belief that maybe Leinster was there to have a real crack at? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we went into Leinster, I suppose. We had nothing to lose. It was a quick turnaround uh, for us against Carberry. We definitely started slow um, against Carberry, but when we got into it and we started playing football, we relaxed a bit. Um, we were happy enough with our performance um, up until half time. And then I suppose once we got in, uh, we said to ourselves, we've 30 minutes now to try finish out the game. And I think we scored a goal. Uh, Emma Roster scored a goal towards the end um, and she really sealed the win for us um, we definitely were delighted to get over that over the line that day because it was a very quick turnaround from the replay uh, I think it was our third game in a week so we're happy to get over the line So after beating Carberry by 12 it was on to the quarter final against Muckley which was a tense affair in the first half you were only a point up at half time 
but your defence really got on top in the second half. And you've only conceded 120 over the three games, so kind of seven or eight points are averaging. How important is that defence to you in the final? Yeah, it's a massive part of our team. I suppose we definitely do try to defend from uh, the full forward line. Um, I think in the replay, I was said an, uh, a number of times in the commentary how good we all were to get back, and we definitely defended in packs. Um, we were very committed to defending, being touch tight to our players, and that really helped us in the Muckley game because they were quite strong girls um, and they weren't afraid to run at us. But definitely our defenders did really well blocking up uh, the D, and we definitely uh, did well as a team to defend that day. And then on to the Leinster semi final against St Bridget's. What was it like to play a Leinster semi-final on your home pitch and have the whole parish out for you? Yeah, we've definitely had great support um, through the last number of years, um, but definitely it's one of the highlights of our career. A lot of the girls on the team um, felt very privileged that day to play in Gushran. Uh, we've massive support and they all came out that day. It was a great day for our club. So Ashley, looking ahead then to the game tomorrow and the media team uh, at Walterstown Ladies Football. Both teams have been strong in Leinster and both of you won your semi-final by 13 points. What do you expect them to bring to the game tomorrow? I expect them to be um, physical, um, a tough team to beat. They've obviously done really well up through Leinster as well. Um, they bet a Dublin team there last week, so you know um, they're going to be um, a serious side to deal with. Yeah, so... I think they're going to be a very tough team. Um, they're going to bring a big challenge. They're going to be strong. Um, they've come through Leinster, obviously, just as well as we have. Um, I think we'll give them a really good game. It's, it's going to be a cracker of a game. I think both teams will probably be nervous, but um, you know, we're in it now to win a Leinster final, please God. And Ash, you are well used to long travels on the day of a game when you're travelling with Wexford. So a 1pm start with a kind of 90 minute or so journey for both teams is quite early. Does that affect the schedule or your match day preparation in any way? No, I don't think so. I think we'll readjust, um, you know, we'll um, get up early, have our breakfast and make sure we have our second meal in. We'll get there on time and have time to get out and shake the legs again and we'll be ready to go. And you've had so many different players step up to the plate this year. How important has that squad depth been on the journey? Well, look, we wouldn't be where we are today without the squad. Um, every like week on week, there's different girls in and out of the team, and we're all pushing for places, which is massive. Um, makes a huge difference in training as well. Um, everyone's fighting for their place, and you know, you you want to make the team, so you're going to be going as hard as you can. So yeah, it's been huge. Um, the younger girls have been really, really good this year, um, and have come through so well so Brian what was the target for you at the start of the year way back when you were training in the muck and the slop well we started training back in 1st of March and the target back then was to win a county title and like we we did that three and a half weeks ago and that was our main aim for the year and like the journey since then has been just unreal like do you know what I mean and when you won that county final eventually in the, the replay how quickly do you manage to kind of switch the players up for a crack at Leinster well, we played the county final replay on the Thursday night. Um, I think we had forty-one hours before we were back in Leinster again on the on the Saturday. But like the girls got off to a slow start in that first game in Leinster. But like once they get settled in, they just they just start playing football again. Like so, look, I think they're able to switch themselves on. Like they're playing a good good brand of football, and um, like I think they're all enjoying it, which is the main thing. And looking ahead then to the final tomorrow. 
what do you think the opposition are going to bring to the game? Well, I think they're um, a well-balanced team. They're um, they're strong, right, right, right down down across the field. Um, any ladies team coming out of Mead at the minute, it'll always be a good football team. Like they're like the the senior ladies team in Mead for the last four or five years have been phenomenal. Like and that has spread back into clubs and all. So we're expecting a massive challenge now tomorrow. And for yourselves, then, how are the final preparations going? Um, preparations have been good now for for the week and all, and um, uh, everybody seems to be relaxed and ready for the game tomorrow, which is which is good. Like so, look, there should be no pressure on the girls now tomorrow because, as I said, county title was our aim this year. We're on bonus territory now, and look, let the girls go out and enjoy it now tomorrow. Enjoy the whole occasion because, in fairness, it's massive to be representing your. Your club in a Leinster Leinster final, like so. Hopefully now they they'll, they'll they'll be well up for it, and I think they will. And finally, then Brian, we've kind of seen over the last maybe ten years several Wexford clubs getting to Leinster finals and beyond. How much of a buzz is it around the parish of Gosran for the match tomorrow? Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Like um, the semi final last week at home in Gosran was massive. There was a massive crowd there. Great buzz the whole week leading up to it and the whole lot, and. Like the the, it's it's great for the younger boys and girls of the parish to see to see what what can be really achieved at club level. Like most most of the younger boys and girls probably think that days days like this when they come a county, you know, if you're playing county, but it's great for for them to see that it can be achieved at club level as well. Like and look, it's it's just massive for the whole parish. Do you know what I mean? It's just brilliant. Kira, how are the team feeling about the final? Yeah, we're definitely excited. Um, it's a big day for all of us. Um, I think there's only four or five members of the team that have played in that junior Leinster final uh, in 2010. Um, so we are all definitely looking forward to it. Uh, there's a lot of younger girls on the team. Some are only in uh, fifth or sixth year in school, so it's their leaving search year. And they're definitely lo- loving the break from the studies. Um, they're definitely looking forward to Sunday. Uh, for some of us then we're looking forward to jetting off hopefully maybe after as well uh, a few of us have delayed flights um, so we're definitely looking forward to the big occasion we've put everything into it over the last number of weeks uh, so we are really excited for it and what would you say to all the supporters that are travelling up to Atai tomorrow? Uh, well, we're be- very appreciative of them. Uh, they've come out in their numbers all year. Um, they haven't been great days uh, in terms of the weather conditions. Uh, we've seen there in Gushron at the weekend. It wasn't great weather, but a lot of people came out and supported. Uh, so we are very thankful for the support. And it is that extra 16th player uh, when you can hear your Gushron crowd cheering you on. Sports Beat Extra. Beat. Many thanks to Ashling Murphy, Kira Ryan and Brian Hennessy there from Gusran Ladies Football Club. And now for something a bit different. I've got four bizarre footy facts coming your way. So here we go. I've got four footy facts here that you can use to impress the lads and ladies down at training or over a few jars. And the last one in particular will probably have people googling to see if you're lying or not. But let's ease into it before cranking up the crazy. Here's fact number one. Legendary Manchester United manager Sir Matt Busby played for two of United's biggest rivals. In his days before coaching, the United icon racked up over 300 appearances for Liverpool and Manchester City. He would of course go on to lead the Red Devils to their very first European Cup triumph in 1968 and define the path the club would walk for the next 50 years or so. But be careful about winding United fans up about this, they're quite sensitive at the moment. 
In 1967, Wolves, Stoke and Sunderland played domestic football in the USA. The newly formed US Soccer Association lifted the whole team from Europe and implanted them right into America. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Stoke City and Sunderland were renamed as the LA Wolves, Cleveland Stokers and the Vancouver Royals respectively, with the squads and coaches going over to compete for these teams. Wolves ended up winning the one and only season the league played. What would your team be? In 2003, Franz Beckenbauer threatened the German league by promising to move Bayern Munich to Italy if the Bundesliga administrators continued to accuse the club of financial misdemeanors. Beckenbauer stated that Juventus, Milan and Roma would make great opponents for the German giants. Then we'll see how the Bundesliga gets on without us, he said. Borussia Dortmund must be gutted that he didn't follow through with that threat. And finally, the maddest fact of the day. Bringing celery to Stamford Bridge is outlawed and could get you a lifetime ban. This came about following a rather crude Chelsea chant from the 2000s, which would be accompanied by the throwing of celery around the old shed terraces. In 2007, the League Cup final clash against Arsenal actually had to be stopped by the referee when hordes of the vegetables were chucked onto the pitch and at opposition players. Chelsea had to release a club statement reminding fans that this was a criminal offence and they also set up a confidential hotline where Chelsea supporters could rat out each other if they were found with celery. Bizarre. So there you have it, four bizarre footy facts that you can use to impress your mates down the pub this evening or tomorrow while you're watching the footy. Now, let's move on to the boxing and Sarah Breslin is up next. Now, turning from team to individual, Zara Breslin has been boxing for close to 15 years now and tonight the Waterford native takes on Olympic gold medalist Kelly Harrington in the National Elite Final at the National Stadium in Dublin. Earlier, I caught up with Zara ahead of the biggest fight of her life. So Zara, how did you first get into boxing? I uh, first got into boxing when my two older brothers boxed and uh, I just seen them boxing and training and I just fell in love with it, going to watch them boxing. It was just, and there wasn't many girls boxing at the time, so you wouldn't see many going around, but you'd have the likes of Katie Taylor, which you'd look up to and she's an inspiration to all women in sports, not just boxing, but she'd be the number one reason why I've started boxing. And how long have you been at it? I've been boxing since I'm eight and nine. And plenty of experience under the belt. So so for you then, watching the likes of Katie Taylor and all, did you ever think that you'd start to get up to that level yourself? Or was it more about just getting into the gym, doing a bit of sparring and, and getting used to it? Or was it always from the go, this is where I want to be at the highest level? Well, at the start, I would have just enjoyed the sport and then seeing what she was capable of I've thought that anyone is capable to do it if they put their mind to it. So then I started taking it more and more serious and I started seeing results, which then brought me onto the international stage, which now I'm now looking to go further again. And your opponent then is Kelly Harrington, obviously Olympic gold medalist, 10-time national league champion. You faced her before plenty of times. Do you think that experience will stand here in the big fight tomorrow? 100% like she is another inspiration to younger girls coming up and have learned from what I've learned from fighting her 
is unbelievable and I do think I'll take that into the ring on Saturday night. And Kelly, in fairness, was very complimentary of you after the fight back in January about how much she enjoyed your style and really thinks that you could make it to, to that top, top level. Does that make it almost more determined, say, to get one over on her, having that praise as well? Well, look, that's what you live to do is if I could do half the amount of stuff that she's after doing in her career, it's a bonus, like. But hearing from her these positives and negatives and things to work on has made me want, want it even more because you know that you can do, especially coming from someone that has done it and has done all on the highest level stage, knowing that I could, she thinks that I can do it. So, Absolutely, it's just great great confidence, I suppose, as well, to hear yeah, from someone that, that has been there and done it. And then from the, the coaching point of view, then, talk me through the preparations for the week of a big title fight. What's the schedule kind of like? Um, the week of the fight is pretty relaxed, to be honest, because all the work is already done. So we have a good 10 or 12 weeks done behind us of all our strength work, our uh, plyometrics, our endurance work. So really the week of it is getting to have a bit of fun. You know, we'll, we'll swing a few golf clubs, we'll do a bit of loose work. It'll be anything but concentrating on Kelly Harrington. It'll be just staying nice and relaxed. And then as it gets closer to the time, we'll start thinking about tactics and strategy. And you, you mentioned staying relaxed. The day of the fight, how crucial is that to try and keep the muscles as, as relaxed and a stress-free day as possible? Yeah, um, that's what it's all about. Zara will tell you, our dressing room beforehand, I'm still messing with the other coaches. We're still having a crack, still having a laugh. You know, it's, it's not until a couple of minutes beforehand where the switch clicks over and you start concentrating seriously on Kelly Harrington. And you've obviously been around boxing for a long time. What do you make at the National Stadium? How, like, as a as a venue for the boxing, how amazing is it to, to be back there with Zara now as well again, but just for yourself? Is it one of those places, I suppose, the way kind of Crow Park is for a GAA, that when you get up for those big, big fights, it's it's a bit special? Oh, 100%. I mean, when you think of the names that have boxed there, you know, you mentioned uh, Kelly is going for her, her, she's actually going for her 11th, so creating history along with Michaela Welch, but if you look at the likes of Kenny Egan, who done 10 in a row, Michael Carruth, all these big names that have boxed there previous, you know, Joe Ward, fantastic to be part of it and to be up there. Uh, just the atmosphere on the night, it's all what you live for, basically. Zara, same kind of question, I suppose, for yourself. When you walk into the National Stadium, do you get that kind of sense of history and that, the kind of goosebumps when you get get there? 100% it's everyone's dream to box in the National Stadium. Not everyone is lucky enough to actually go and box in the National Stadium, but a leaf final night is one night that you will not... Re- forget it's an unbelievable night we were lucky this is our third uh, elite final so we have the experience of the previous ones but it's unbelievable and obviously that's one of the, the highlights of your career is getting to fight in the National Stadium but do you have any others that kind of stand out to you for you over the years two years ago now when I boxed first time I represented Ireland at the under 22 European Championships was a standout it was always a dream to go and box for your country and I've done it and do you have a favourite country or arena that you've boxed in? I've boxed in quite a few. Um, I've been lucky enough to have been travelling kind of a lot of the world with boxing. And at the minute, I would have to say that the Eindhoven Box Cup was a phenomenal uh, venue and competition. Any country we can win in is my favourite country. <laughs> well said. Uh, um, no, we, we're, we're lucky that we're getting to travel. Uh, so Zara mentioned last year she boxed in five different countries. 
So um, again, this year we've been in Holland. Um, after the elites, we travelled to Portugal for another competition. So it, it's brilliant that we get to experience these new places and, and new competitions. And then building up to Saturday's fight, do you travel up the day before, the day of, what way does it work? You know, we're talking to some of the lads there that are going up to Leinster finals this weekend. You're travelling the morning of, which is obviously different to your preparation. What way do you work it? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll travel tomorrow. So we'll go up ahead. Um, we'll, we'll be in the hotel nice and early. Whatever last bits of work has to be done. Again, it'll be just nice and relaxed, chill out and, and just get ready for Saturday to weigh in. Then it'll be early Saturday morning, back refuel and get ready to go. And Zara, for you then, do you have a favourite podcast or a show or anything that you like to switch off with the day of the fight? Not necessarily. I just listen to the two coaches singing and messing in the changing room. keeps it all relaxed environment. Yeah, we've got another coach, Jimmy Denton. And anybody that knows Jimmy will tell you he's an absolute character. So um, Larry Hurley, the same. So... As I said, we keep it nice and relaxed, have a bit of fun and, and keep it nice and cool. And then Sarah, for yourself, long term in your career, what would you love to achieve? I'd love to go to the Olympic Games, which will be LA 2028, will be the big dream. And how does the qualifying work for that then, looking forward for those few years? Well, first off, I'll have to, when Kelly retires, that'll be, that spot will be open, so it'll be, you'll have to win your nationals then and then go on then to qualify through European and world levels. And what would both of you say, I suppose, about the coverage of boxing? Because we've had an awful lot of success over the last decade in particular in Olympics, in world championships, Europeans, etc. How how can Ireland, I suppose, as a whole, get a bit better at covering the sport? Because it's obviously something we're quite successful at. Yeah, I mean, we have some phenomenal record in boxing. You know, it's, it's our most successful Olympic sport. Um you know, the soccer, the hurling, everything gets the coverage it deserves. Probably boxing lacks a little bit behind. Like, even this weekend, you know, Keelan Cassidy from Saviour's Crystal boxes uh, in a semi-final and we wish him all the best. He's a phenomenal talent. You have Shamie McDonough from St. Paul's, Chantel Robinson from Saviour's who have gone to Montenegro to, to represent Ireland in the under-22s. So, locally, the talent is there. Nationally, we're, we're among the best in the world. Zara, for yourself, do you find, you know, being a female boxer, that it inspires the younger generation as well, the same as, say, for you, the likes of Katie Taylor would have? 100% you can see more and more girls coming in through the club and they're looking up to the likes of the older girls and myself and they want to do that. And then you have the likes of Kelly Harrington, Amy Roadhouse, Michaela Welsh, that the younger generation are all looking up to being two-time Olympians, world champions, everyone... Women's boxing is on the up. Lads, thanks very much for coming on to speak with me. And all the best in the big fights, Zara. Thanks very much. Thank you. Tracking sports across the southeast. Sports beat extra. And there's just time for sport on screen on Sunday. Coming up tomorrow, Leinster LGFA are streaming the intermediate and junior football finals on Facebook and YouTube. Best of luck to Shell Maliers and Gusheron Ladies of Wexford in those Bally McCarbury and Cumberland Rangers are in Munster Senior A Final and Senior Plate Final action respectively those games are on Clubber TV Ferrybank and Rowan Moore in Intermediate Quarterfinal action both of those games available on Munster GEA TV the FAI Cup is live on RTE2 as Bows take on paths from 2pm with Dragons versus Leinster in the Rugby on RTE1 from a quarter past one on TG Cahar, the Waterford Wildcats stars Sarah and Kate Hickey will be playing for the Ireland Senior Women's Basketball against France. Coverage there starts at 5-5. Five to five. 
West Ham versus Nottingham Forest at 2pm and then a huge clash between Chelsea and Man City at Stamford Bridge from 4pm is Sky's Super Sunday lineup. And you can also tune in to Zara's Big Fight tonight via Sport TG Cahar on YouTube. And the first fight on the card got underway at the National Stadium around 5pm this evening. So Zara will be in the ring sometime later on and hopefully she can produce the fight of her life. That's all we've got time for here on Sportsbeat Extra. Thank you so much for joining me again. And Megan is on the way next with Beat Anthems. Sportsbeat Extra. Beat 102-103.